You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for hanging out with us. So today's interview is with one of our awesome flip sisters in the Denver area. Yvette's story is so similar to so many women who join our program, where she spent many of her recent years wearing the mom hat. And so navigating a new business and stepping into this whole new identity for herself as a CEO of her house flipping business, instead of just the mom, right, who wears about 2,000 hats and also keeps humans alive, right, that thing. (laughs) And also she's a single mom and she's got three kids. So her story is so incredibly inspiring because we hear from women all the time, oh, but I'm a single mom. I'll never get financing. I'm a single mom. I don't have a ton of income. I don't have years of awesome credit history and revenue. I've been a mom. And no matter how many times I say that doesn't matter. (laughs) Yes, you can get financing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yes, you can get financing. Whatever your story is, it doesn't matter. Yes, you can. So having evidence, right? More evidence that yes, it is possible. Debbie's not just saying it's possible. There's more evidence in this story alone that whatever stage of life you're in, even if you have been wearing the mom hat for many years, you absolutely can chase this dream of yours. If you want to, yes, you absolutely can. So I'm really excited to share Yvette's story with you. There's so much richness in this conversation. So definitely play it through to the end. You are bound to be inspired. And thank you, Yvette, for sharing your story with us. All right, let's just jump in. Let us know who you are, where you are, a little bit of your background. And then we'll talk about, like, we'll jump into how you found the house and all that. Hi, my name is Yvette. I live in the Denver area. I'm up in the Commerce City reunion area. Um, Obviously, Flip Sister. Um, I started as a real estate agent, so I've had my license for about four years now. Um, Let me see. Prior to this, I've done hospitality, hotels. I did some time at the airport, so dealt with the crazy at the airport for a while. That was fun. Um, (laughs) It's a whole life experience right there, like... I still talk to a lot of those people that I worked with there because that 
don't know. That was just a fun time in my life. And then to be able to work for the airline, just like I'm going to Vegas and then just hop on the plane and go to Vegas and be back by the next ship. You know, like that, that was just commonplace for us. So then like during that time, I got my bachelor's degree. Um, that was about 2008. So I graduated into recession. Yay. It was awesome. <laughs> Super. Um, <laughs> let me see after that. Um, let me see. I did uh, freight brokering for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So like I handled an account where we did styrofoam out of the Dallas area and like the distribution of their stuff there. I worked with truck drivers and then that kind of led to another job where I was on the dispatching side. So I was handling truck drivers and like the kind of people like, I don't want to be home for a month. I want to buy a Harley next, next Uh time when I come home, like, I don't want to be home for three months, send me out like those kind of people. Um, And it was a lot of fun. And it taught me a lot about brokering, negotiating paperwork. I feel like brokering, like all these other steps have kind of just led up to me becoming a real estate agent. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like a logical step. Like I was already brokering freight, and people are trucks and freight. So to change it over to people and real estate and property, was it too much of a difference? Yeah. But there's more, there's a lot more emotion involved, less numbers. Yes. And, and it totally depends on the person you're dealing with. I mean, I have first time home buyers, I have second time home buyers, I have investors, all different motivations. Yes. So it's kind of fun to work with different people all the time. Like I feel like that's an aptitude. So, and then like COVID hits, I mean, you go through a chat. I think everybody goes through a change when they hit 40, start to reevaluate your life. Um, there was a pretty significant training that I went through with Keller, had me kind of put a microscope on a couple of things that were going on in my life and kind of decided um, a lot of decisions, a lot of things went into it. Wasn't the best place for me to be anymore. My now ex-husband and I didn't bring out the best in each other anymore. So that was a large change for me during the whole COVID thing. Yes. Um, And I think that's about the, I'm almost certain that was about the time that I picked up in your program. Yeah. Like I had listened before and I listened to other podcasts and other people, you know, there's a lot of voices out there. Some resonate with you, some don't. And this one did. I mean, I knew that this was where I kind of needed to be. There's only, you can only go so far without certain guidance. And like, I, girl, you had it going on. Okay. Just, this is where you need to be. You just realize that this is where you need to be. And, and this program was very much a catalyst for me. Like you can do this. These things are achievable. And I think in a lot of other programs, it's very much male dominated. Like, just go get the deal. Go get this other. Like, you don't have any of the foundational stuff built. If you don't have the foundation, I mean, like how many analogies, if you don't have the foundation, then it doesn't work when you get to the other level. But it's true. Yeah, it totally is. And it helps us too, because we know we have this set. So now we can build on it. Yes, exactly. And I think a lot of other programs don't focus on that. And when you ask questions like, well, we, you know, that's just silly. You should, but here you can, who called it the other day, a flip Google or something like that. (laughs) You can just search within the group and you can find the answers that you're looking for. No judgment. It is all positive 
encouraging. And that, that was, that's a big thing, you know, Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Those are the kind of influences that we need in our life. So yeah. I mean, we we're familiar Denver market is highly competitive. It is turning into very much a full contact sport. <laughs> <laughs> this was the third one that I was under contract with because I found it with a wholesaler. Okay. And I had just run so many numbers that I just knew like you, this is it. Nothing else is going to come. That's going to fit. It doesn't fit perfectly into the box. It's close enough. Yeah. So, and I mean, I was at a job. I took a 15 minute break to run numbers. And like, I came back and I was like, guys, I bought a house. They're like, what? Like you just went on break like 15 minutes ago. What do you mean you bought a house? (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. So even the people at that job, they, I mean, I've been there for like four and a half, almost five years. And some of those ladies, like they're familiar with what I've been doing. So like, it's important for me to like, for them to see it too. You know what I mean? Like, I do. It's the ripple effect. Even if it's not about them wanting to go flip houses, it's about them wanting to go start whatever business it is. Seeing you do it, seeing you chase something inspires other people to go chase their thing. Yeah. And some of them were like, you really did that? I was like, yeah, I really did that. Like the owner of the company is like, you already sold it? He's like, you didn't even have that for like two months. I was like, I had it for 10 weeks. Wow. Okay. So you found it through a wholesaler. Yeah. I found it through wholesalers. I mean, with a wholesaler, it's kind of tricky because as soon as you sign that 10,000 is gone, whether you buy the house or not. It's good though. Right. Because it also. Yes. Because if it's just fear that's coming up, that $10,000 is like, you got to do it, man. Yes. But if it's really the numbers, right? Like you uncover things and you're like, oh my God, no, I'm going to lose way more if I do this than that. Um, yeah. Then, So it's, it's good. Like it's good. It's important to have that skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So was it an apartment, a condo or? It's a, it was a condo. A condo. Okay. It's a small 659 square feet. Um in a nice little area off 120th and the interstate. So really super convenient for a person. Um, Some versions of that floor plan, it's a studio. Other versions, it's got like a little half wall with like a barn door and people at some point put a wall up. So it was a legit one bedroom. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So we just kind of expanded on that. And okay. What did you pay for it? So I bought it at 135. Okay. And what were you thinking the repairs would be? I was hoping that they were going to be around 12,000. Okay. I didn't go much further off of that. It ended up being 15. Oh nice. Okay. However, <laughs> it's because I ended up doing work myself. Okay. So like I said, I had a contractor issue. Um, this was a person that I thought was a friend. I mean, like I helped him buy a house. Uh, even when he was looking for a house, we were looking for houses to flip together because he has that kind of contractor. He's a contractor. He has the experience. He just didn't have the license yet. Okay. And I had told him, I need you to work on this. We had, I had plans in the work beforehand, like some other ones that had fallen through. They told him, I was like, look, we have this opportunity. 
I'd like to work with you. I trust you. I like you. Let's do this. Okay. You know, Um, so first red flag should have been he didn't want to sign my uh, independent contractor agreement. And then it just kind of, it fell apart. Why did he not want to sign that? Um, I believe it may have to do with social security information. Okay. Um, there may be citizenship issues there. Not exactly sure. Um, I mean, but obviously he bought a house, so he's got some of his credentials. Otherwise he wouldn't be able to get that far. True. True. So the plan was to have the house renoed and ready to go in about three to four weeks and ended up taking six. Um, I had some issues where, you know, what I was promised and what I got were two different things. Did y'all have a scope of work that he was working off of or was it like, was it super detailed and he was working off of that and he just, yes. Okay. I mean, and it was, it was just frustrating. And I, in that recommendation of when you see it, you know, just pull the trigger, find something else, pull the trigger, find something else. I mean, there's issues, there's reasons, there's excuses, but you know, my floor's still not in. Right. And that was due like last week. Right. And you're telling me to not pay the granite guy full rate because he's not on time, but you're not on time either. Interesting. Yeah. So like, how am I supposed to charge you back when I haven't, mm. you know, it just got, it got frustrating because I thought I had explained to this person I don't have margin for error. Like right. this needs to be done. I, you said you could do it. It's not that big of a project. I right. could have done four and I didn't want to. Um, and thankfully, like when I grew up as a kid, my dad was the kind of person that was a handy person. He had the books, you know, not like now where we can like YouTube everything, you know how to do it. You right. know, my dad did the DIY, the Bob Vila, like we spent time at, at the time Builder Square, which is now Home Deep Lake. That was just my, I knew that like, that is just in my D I like that stuff, you know, like why? So it was frustrating when it fell apart because I thought I had clearly explained, like, this needs to get done. Like, this is Christmas money for your kids. This is Christmas money for my kids. Like what's going on here. Right. So, and I trusted him and it didn't work out. So did you end up firing him or did you end up finishing with him and just, you're never going to work with him again? Um, I unfortunately had to fire him via text because he wouldn't pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, he had all of his equipment and tools in the apartment. So I locked the door, Yep. but I had told him beforehand that that was going to happen. If it, you know, we didn't on time. Yep. I mean, like I had stagers waiting on him. I had photographers waiting on him. So it, it, it was frustrating. And that's why I was saying it made me cry because, you know, like, how, how could you do this to me? Like to me, like, I thought we were here and yep. like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yep. So <laughs> yes, I lived in that space for like five years, which is why that's a whole lesson about yes. firing fast, right? Yes. Hire slow, fire fast. And it's not being ruthless. It's not being a jerk. It's being, it's owning your voice and your worth because every day they're late 
that's your money (laughs) that impacts you. Yes. It's an extra payment to the month, to the lender. It's an extra pairing. Like I wanted this to all be done by the end of the year. My my accountant's going to be upset at me. Like you wanted that end of year closure. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) To the six, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. It was frustrating, but at the same time, like the, the staging person, new contractor, they, you know, and then you make contact with that person. That person comes along. Oh yeah, we got this. No big deal. It's like, for real? It's like, you got this? Or like, you got this. Right. Like, I already have trust issues. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. I already have trust issues. And if you tell me you got this and you don't got this, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. Okay. So you asked your stager, they gave you a recommendation and that, did they follow through and they did the, okay. Yes. Yeah, so the stager herself, her husband is the one who likes throws all, puts all the stuff in the back of the trailer. They show up that day. They're the ones that undo it. And then the girls come in and they, you know, they put the chotch up and they polish everything. So they both walked in the first day and he's, you know, he's got that background. Also his name's Steve. Um, he's got that background. Cause I'm sure he's walked into plenty of projects like this. And, you know, and after talking to him, I find out that he is, you know, like he's helped others in the office. And like, I don't know why I didn't find Steve to begin with. <laughs> But you had to have the experience. Yep. Trust it. I know. But you had to have that experience. Yeah, it sucked. I cried. It was not, it just, whatever. So now we're here. But now you have Steve. Yes. And it was nice to walk in like on the first two days. Like I had other things to, like I did not have time to sit and cry and I did not have time to babysit him. Like you're an adult. You said yeah. you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. Like, right. Don't make me mom you. Like, right. that's not my job. Like I have other things to go take care. I can't. So it took me about two to three days until I was able to go and check and see what they were doing. And I walked in, I was like, I have a floor. The lights. Oh my God. Like I started, he was like, are you okay? I'm like, it's fine. It feels so good though. Like, yes. it's like, okay, finally I can breathe. Yeah. I, I saw that. Yes. I saw that release from your shoulders and like, okay, <laughs> okay. Like it's going to be okay. Like, yes. And then it's like one of those, like you had to go through the muck in order to understand the reward at the end. It's, so it's, it is true. I am thankful for running across Steve, second contractor, I would have liked to have not had the experience with the first one, but you know, that's okay. We live and learn. Um, Cost me more. (laughs) So, okay. So you ended up spending about 15 K. Yeah. And then you, and that was six weeks just for the the work. And then you put it on the market, Mm -hmm. all staged and cute and that's scary. Yes. Wonder what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Are they going to like it? Did I do okay? Oh, yeah. God. This is and, and to be part. honest, even when I put it on the MLS, it it wasn't ready. Like, ready, ready. Like, in my mind, it wasn't ready. But, like, they saw things, the agents saw things that I didn't. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh shoot, we forgot baseboards. Oh, <laughs> that's not level. Oh, oh, I forgot to put that light over there. But I was like in such, and I was saying I was in such a hurry. But like at the time, I was like so like 
I want to be done with this, but like, uh, it's like this weird feeling of like, I'm about to be unemployed. <laughs> like we need to hurry this along. Cause I want to be done, but I'm going to be unemployed at the end of it. So, so like he wasn't ready and I got some feedback on it. I ended up with a couple of offers. I mean, at that point, unfortunately I had to go with over asking, which is, you know, common in Denver. That's just, and this is how the real estate is. And it's gotten now even worse with the Marshall burn. Cause now there's all those people looking to find houses. Um, but I think I struck at the right time. Um, we were doing last minute items in the house up until the day before final walkthrough. Um, because I mean, there were things that came up in inspection. Yep. It happens. I had a whole electrical issue in there. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So we were, we had already pulled the, um, first contractor and I had already pulled the bathroom apart. Like there was nothing but flooring in there. And we were trying to change out the faucets because they were the old 1970. It was all OG. Yeah. original everything was in there yeah so we turned off what we thought was the water for just our unit <laughs> no <laughs> it was the water for the building okay these buildings at one point used to be apartments and this unit used to be the laundry unit of the building so everybody had access to this unit which is why a majority of the main electrical main water, main gas cutoff, and a lot of those main features are in this unit. For the whole entire building. The whole building. <laughs> and you had like no we, idea. You yeah. didn't know. <laughs> so I'm painting in the living room, windows open, all of a sudden I see all these golf carts going all over the place. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, do I need, do I, am I supposed to be evacuating? Am I these guys walking around going on and upstairs neighbors are on the balcony. They're like, the water's off. Why is the water off? Is your water off? And the first contractor and I would look at each other like, oh shit. Hurry. <laughs> 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 we turned it off for the whole building. Oh my gosh. So then the maintenance guy, what are you guys doing in here? Um, oh God. Well, we thought it was just ours. No. <laughs> well, how are y'all supposed to know? Like, you didn't know? Yeah. How are you supposed to know that you controlled the entire, the grid for the whole building? And when I had the unit, like two weeks at the time, I didn't have any HOA paperwork other than like the, the general notice things that they have in the hallway. So I called, I mean, I, again, I thought it was just our unit. No, it's the whole building. So we got in trouble with the maintenance guys. <laughs> Then a week and a half later, um, that was about, I, I want to say I bought the house on the 28th and I had already a relationship with the HOA ladies because I had to ask for status letters. There were things that had to happen on a quick turnaround. Yeah. So when I had documents to renovate the house that had, it was supposed to go through a board, get final approval, like all these steps were supposed to happen. Well, it took the HOA, now that I know this later, um, it took the HOA until December 28th to actually process my HOA paperwork. Oh, that's right. So I was a phantom owner for like two months. So this whole time that I'm sending in maintenance requests and requests to change my window, because they're old windows, like yeah. they were cracked and yeah. well, tried to change them. Um, now we know that like supply issues, I can't find those windows. <laughs> So, I, I mean, all of these requests were going, I, I don't know where. Yeah, some black hole somewhere. somewhere. Because you like, didn't exist as, a, as an owner. 
Yeah, there was like, well, who's this lady Yvette with equitableness? Like, why does she care what happens with 102? That's so weird. So I think like all these emails are just kind of sitting in somebody's like folders somewhere, like waiting to be connected. So like once the HOA finally figured out that I was the owner, they're like, oh, you had a request about busting a hole in the wall. What happened with that? I was like, girl, that hole is already there. It's there. (laughs) What happened with that is it's there. (laughs) Yeah. And that was impact from us turning off the water because like a week later, the head maintenance guy for the building, who's like the guest guy or whatever for the HOA, the one that clears everything, came into our apartment to saw off that little knob so that the next person can't turn off the water for the whole building. And he saw that my kitchen was kind of painted kind of weird. So he's like, well, why didn't you paint that corner right there? Like there's a three foot piece of why? Why did you do that? And I was like, well, because I'm waiting for the HOA to give me approval to bust a hole in that wall. He's like, why? I said, because that's what they told me I had to do. Like, I filled out the paperwork. I sent the emails. He's like, well, that's just dumb. I'm the one that's going to approve it anyway. So he's like, it's not load bearing. There is no electricity. There's nothing. Just punch a hole in it. Who cares? Here's my card. This is my number. If they have any questions, just tell them to get a hold of me. I was like, awesome. Don't tell me twice, bust the whole that wall like an hour later. Done and done. Yeah. So by the time, you know, I come over to sell the house, then they look it up on the MLS. So like, wait a second. When we sold you that house, that pole wasn't there. Like, yeah, I know. I busted a hole in the wall. It's a non-load bearing wall. There's no electricity. There's no water. Like surprising, this is the one wall that doesn't have water in it. Um, Because, I mean, it used to be washer dryer room. So sorry, I think. (laughs) like who told you to do that you didn't ask i guess i did here's my email this is where it went this is the paperwork well who told you you could do that so i told them the water situation i gave them the card they're like oh uh okay well we guess it was like one of those like okay well i mean like the hole's already long like what are we going to do about it now right so that and then so they got their come up in Slater when I was asking for HOA documents because I needed them to give to my buyer and they took forever. <laughs> Did they delay the closing? Um, it only took like two or three days. Okay. It wasn't that much. Okay. So then what I did is I took those username and passwords and I just sent that over to the buyer. I'm like, okay, until they process your paperwork, if you have any kind of issues, just use this because it's going to take them a while and they're not happy with me. So enjoy the whole in the wall. <laughs> Sorry about that. And you're welcome. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, just is a three foot wall, a three foot hole. I just pushed the refrigerator over to the other side of the wall and opened that hole. It just made such a big difference. Yeah. I took it from Batman cave to something a little bit nicer, you know? Yeah. I love it. Okay. Now, what did you end up selling it for? Um, I put it on the market at 175. Um, there were other comps that were in the area, but like one wasn't completely done. Some were similar. It's a small little community. Um, so not a lot goes, not a lot of changes go on in there. Yeah. Um, so I put it at 175. I ended up selling it at 181. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And your profit ended up being 8,500. That's awesome. Yeah. First flip done. The biggest, the biggest thing is first flip 
check yes. done. Yes. That's in the rear view. You ripped off the band-aid. It's done and you can go on with your house flipping self. Yes. So now I have yeah. something to point to. Look, I can do this. I right. did do that. Right. And all the background that went with it too, because that financing was hard. Tell me about the financing. Yeah. How did you finance it? Okay. So I did did all the phone calls. Thank you for the checklist. That definitely helps a lot. <laughs> I mean, from a real estate agent, the, I'm a real estate agent. I mean, the, the conversations that you have with lenders as an investor is similar, but different. You know, they're just different questions to ask. So like I was familiar, but not. Um, so having that questionnaire and those things were very helpful. I mean, um, so I went through that list and that's where I found Leslie. She was from the time that I signed to purchase the house to closing was two weeks. Nice. So, and there were a couple that I talked to. I mean, I get it. I'm a state, I was a stay at home mom. I did not have a lot of income. I am newer to real estate. It has been a battle. My profit and loss is not pretty. <laughs> I get it. And, you know, but for some of these people to gouge in like interest rates and points, like how do, how do you sleep at night? Like that, that's not okay. I understand that you're in lending to be able to help make money and help others, but like, Mm, I don't don't know about that. So it took me a little bit to find a letter that wasn't going to charge me something ridiculous. So she was at 11% and she charged me when it ended up being about two and a half points to do it. So I mean, manageable price. And I understood she was going to have to do a credit check on me. I got it. You know, I don't, I get it. It's like, I get it. So, I mean, and that's, I've, I've kept in contact with her. Her draws were easy. She understood what I was doing. She understood what I was up against. I think maybe being a female definitely helped a lot too. Yeah. So I find myself now leaning more, more than before on female mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. than male. Which, yeah. I don't know about equal opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> Well, (laughs) yes, that is equal opportunity because we already have, right? Like we're already coming from behind. So yes. Uh, Okay. So 11%, two and a half points. Did she finance everything or did you have to use some of your own cash or did you have to use any private lending? How did, what did that look like? Um, She she did 90 of purchase and 90 of um, repair. Okay. Um, I did, I chose to do a lot of it out of my own pockets Got it. and trying to build up my credit, trying to get those things taking, you know, other, other little benefits of trying to do this. So I didn't totally use up all the money that I could have with the draw. Um, I did kind of end up having to use a private money lender, which, you know, it's my dad, you know, those kinds of terms are definitely flexible. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Christmas. Yay. (laughs) When did you close on that? On the sale? Uh, Closed on January the 6th. Okay. So you went under contract. December the 10th, 13th. Yeah. Okay. So four week closing. Yep. So waiting, waiting, waiting. Were there any issues during escrow that came up? No. 
Okay, cool. It was pretty, pretty easy. It was just, um, I misunderstood the appraiser. I thought he just wanted to pack it. And that's kind of what I'm used to. You know, leave a packet. This is what I did. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he calls me on Wednesday morning. He's like, where are you? I'm like, what do you mean? Where am I? I'm in, I'm in El Paso. I ran away for Christmas. Like I was supposed to meet you. I'm totally not. But I mean, it was still staged. I left everything that I was supposed to like, he's like, Oh, cool. And then, like, I talked to him, which is odd, but kind of weird. Like it was one of those, like, I, why, why am I talking to an appraiser? Like, right. What was he, what was that? But he was kind of cool about it. He's like, wow, I like this outlet. You know, the, that one ring. Yeah. Light that was in my dining room. That was my favorite piece. It was like a, I like it took a bracelet off and just stuck it on the ceiling. It was awesome. And he loved it. Like that was the first time that I ever got to talk to an appraiser. Yeah. So he was just like touching base. Yeah. He liked it. <laughs> so I thought I messed up. Thankfully I didn't, but that was the only snag that I ran into the entire time. So I mean, like after we got it under contract, but yeah. <laughs> and then you closed and yay. How did you celebrate? Uh, how did I celebrate? I I'm going on a trip to Chicago. Nice. <laughs> Good. What did your kids think about this? Did they understand what you were doing? Yes, kind of. Um, I think it was kind of like, what is mom doing? Like, why did she buy a house that we can't live in? This is weird. Uh-huh. Like I came home and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, so you remember that house that I bought? Like we're fixing it and we're going to make it pretty and somebody else is going to buy it and we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again. And then we're going to take all that money and we're going to buy our own house. And this is how we're going to do this. So cool. Yes. So freaking cool. And it's so important to share that with them so they can understand. Okay. So you can have this goal. And you can do these things along the way to reach that goal. That's so cool. That gives me chills. I love that. I do. I love that. And it's a change for me too. Cause like, I never really had a relationship with goals. Yeah. I just didn't like, yeah. I think we get, and I don't, I don't want to say it's everybody, but I know it was me. Like I got stuck with a mom hat on. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. I had two in diapers I think I got maybe a six, seven month break of diapers. And then there's number three. Okay. So like I made Pampers a lot of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I mean, I just stopped. I was just mom for so long and it's, I just functioned on okay. Day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis. And like, I didn't really have goals. Like I have a house over my head. I have my, at the time, my husband's income, this is nice. This is comfortable. Things could be better. Things could be worse. Right. And it wasn't until like, I went to this training session with Keller and it was like an eight week session. I think it was eight or 10 weeks. And one week was just about goals. Like, what do you want to do with your life? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to like, what? And I, that whole week, I felt like I was auditing a class. Like Mm. I see all these people and they have goals and they want to do these. I'm like, I don't, I don't have that. And we sat and I remember one of the biggest exercises that we had was you were supposed to write a letter to yourself, Mm. the future, like Mm -hmm. Terry Vett, did we do X goal? Did we do this? You know, did we have this planned? Are you going to do that? Like, what were the steps? 
And I remember sitting there and like, I'm on a table of like eight or nine of us. And there's several tables in this big conference room. And I'm looking around and these people are just scribbling, scribbling. People cannot, someone cannot write fast enough to get all of it down. You're scribbling. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I'm too busy trying day to day, week to week to like, even think ahead. Yeah. to yeah. even direct where we're going. Yeah. So, and I, and it, that was a catalyst for change for me. That's and huge. I thought about it for a while and I did. I got a letter in the mail a year later and all it had was my name, Yvette. This way I looked like I was doing something. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. huge. So kind of like, what have I been doing? But at the same time, like not like. Right. Right. (laughs) It is long-term goals. Like it's hard because it's like, well, do I, do I dream big or do I dream low and then exceed that? And Mm -hmm. then like, what's better? What feels better? And then am I, am I selling myself short? Yes, we all are. We are all selling ourselves short. That's the, yes, that is the answer for everyone. Yes. You can absolutely achieve more than we think we can a hundred percent. Yes. And then it's like, but what if I don't? And then am I going to feel like a failure? And what does that mean? What do I make that mean? Oh, there's a whole thing. It's three months later. What have you done? I haven't done yet, but you know what? I've gotten this done and this done and this done. That's not exactly towards my goal, but it makes life a little bit easier. And there's a little bit less spaghetti to untangle, but I mean, still I haven't. So, so like, that was part of the reason why when this came up, like, you're going to do this, Yvette, you're going to do this. And this is the one, like the wholesaler that I worked with on this one to buy it. He's like, I, I can't, I can't, you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Yeah. I know you're, I know you did numbers. Yeah. You're smart enough. You can do this. You're the one who needs to talk yourself into this. Yes. And I was like, yeah, you know me. <laughs> don't make me adult. I don't want to adult. <laughs> <laughs> you're calling my cards, Matt. Right. Stop. Right. Oh, Oh, that's the best. So like that whole thing about you are the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. Totally. I, I have changed that. I, I think I've made significant changes Yeah, and and it's a struggle. It is a struggle. Yeah. I mean, self-improvement, look at you go to self-improvement. How many books you got? Right. (laughs) How many podcasts? Like, right. You have to like get through the muck in order to get to. And that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Everyone's muck is different too. So like, don't compare, stop comparing. We're so bad at comparing. We're, we, it, it, all it does is make us feel worse. Yes. Well, I am so thankful that you shared your, your story because you have no idea who it's going to inspire because it will inspire. It will. So even if it inspires just one person to go do whatever thing it is that they've been putting off, that they've, you know, they've been wearing the mom hat forever, that's the, that is the yeah. common theme we hear, yeah. right? I've doing been for others. Yeah. I've been doing for others for decades and I'm ready to do for myself. So exactly. you will inspire that. Yes. And thank you for putting this group together. Like, like I've said, I mean, there are a lot of other podcasts that are out there and they're like, eh, eh. this, this was the one that finally it was like, that pushed me to do it. And it's you. It's sis. It's all the ladies behind the scenes. It's everybody in the group, everybody. And like, 
I was, and I'll admit, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm just as like, eh. you know, like you make the, you know, like kind of like buyer's remorse. You're like, mm, this is a lot, but I get it. And then like, I was like, you showed up and that makes a difference because I think sometimes you get caught up in podcasts and you lose a lot of personal one-on-one with people and it makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 Again, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. To everybody. I mean, use this, everybody. I mean, this is a group effort. It is a community. Yes. I mean, no one person operates alone. You have impact on others. And I'm, I'm so glad. And I am grateful for the people that you choose to be in this program because it does, it makes a difference. It's important. There is, it really is like, you're like, yeah, we're sisters, the childhood past. No, yeah. we are yeah. sisters. Like yeah. there is a camaraderie here mm-hmm. and it, I mean, other people have said it, it totally is. It's a mindset program. Yeah. Who I was in October is totally different than who I am now. That's awesome. And yes, there was a transformation and crying and tears that had to happen, but you know, there it's part of a growth process and all of us by being here know that we're part of something and we're going to learn. We're going to be better after being this. We're part of it for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what it should be. We should be lifting each other up. Yes. And that's what I appreciate the most about this group. Oh my God. I'm going to go cry. The fact that you feel that and get that, that is absolutely what we're, what our goal is. That's you all we, aim, that's all we aim to embody. So that's awesome. Thank you. You did it. I threw the party. And all you awesome people keep showing up. That's the best part. Yes. That's the best part. Yes. Um, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. So happy for you and inspired by your action taking and can't wait to celebrate number two whenever yes. that happens, which will be soon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for helping. Yes. Me. All right. I'll see you soon. I'll see you in the group. All right. Interview number one. Done. Check. Have a great day. Bye. I bet you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, so a little update on Yvette. Since recording this episode, she has purchased, renovated, and put on the market her second flip. (laughs) So she did number two. Oh my gosh, so awesome. Congrats on that, Yvette. And thanks again for sharing your story. Now, if you are still sitting on the sideline, still wishing you could, still thinking, no, this isn't for me. I could never make it work. Yes, other people can, but I can't. Get out of your own way. I mean, come on. If it's something you want to chase, chase it. And if you want an incredible community around you while you do that, and one that gives you step-by-step processes and systems and is there to guide you every single day, book a call with us and see if we're fit. Go to herfirstflip.com and book a call. All right. Until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them, and keep chasing your curiosities. Bye, y'all.